You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Verse 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. You charge yourself up, build yourself, Jude says, in your faith when you pray in the Holy Ghost or with an unknown tongue. But when you prophesy, you charge up the church. Hallelujah. So another facet of the gift of prophecy and the prophetic anointing is it blesses others. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it just blesses you. But when you prophesy, it blesses others. So that means the gift of prophecy is greater than tongues and even tongues with interpretation. Well, how do we know that? The Bible says in verse 5, I would that you all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? Which means that there are degrees of the gift of prophecy and there is a sounding of it and there are different strengths and distinct flows to the gift of prophecy like a pipe or a harp. And if we want to be used of God, we need to learn how to train our human spirit to become skillful in this prophetic anointing so that when we're used of God, then it is completely understood, the sound coming out of our mouth, by the people that the Lord is trying to build up in the spirit. Are you listening to me? That's why when people bring me prophecies written down, they say, this is what the Lord gave me. It may be good, but it's not what the Bible teaches the gift of prophecy is. It's not writing down something you got at home, but rather it is yielding to the Holy Ghost in the present, and then you speak. There's a sound to it. There's a sound to it. Did you know they've taken with Adobe, uh, not Adobe Photoshop, the other one uh, where they sonic sound, and they've proven that different sounds produce different colors. And they've made software that if you play your music, it puts light bars and things on your computer, and that's based upon the interpretation of the sound relating to color. That's interesting, isn't it? That's all I can say because I don't know anything more than that. But <laughs> the thing is, what I think it proves is that when you become skillful in yielding to the Holy Ghost, then there is literally an effect in the natural realm because if they can use a software and use sound to cause colors to be defined and come forth, then how do you know what's happening in the spiritual realm when you speak under the prophetic anointing? What is it shaping? What is it colorizing? What is it affecting? What is it doing? Are you listening to me? Because that spiritual realm, that supernatural realm is greater than the natural realm. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. What if you prophesy and there's something in the sound of it that destroys the cancer? Yeah. 
They have a new sonic buster that they use for kidney stones and they, they intensify the sound and then release it. And kidney stones are pulverized in the human body. But what about the gift of prophecy? What if there's something in that gift that can pulverize a kidney stone? If man can make a natural instrument to do that, then you can only imagine what God, who is God and has had every thought and every plan since the foundation of the world that when you yield to the prophetic gift, things start happening. Hallelujah. Marco Polo was an explorer. A few years ago, they found his original journals and they were translated. The person that found it was in Germany and then it was translated to the English and I got a copy. And when Marco Polo went into what is now called Baghdad on his, uh, on his uh, trips, when he went in there, the sheikh or sheikh, we used to call them sheikhs, now they're sheikhs, Amen. I ordered a milkshake the other day and no one knew what I was talking about. But anyhow, he was the immigrant over all of that Baghdad area. And there was a Christian church in Baghdad. And Marco Polo hooked up with him. And in his journal, the, uh, the imam, along with the uh, potentate of that area, the uh, sheikh or sheikh, came to the Christian people and said, we find your religion confusing. And so we read that if there is some among you that says to this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, the mountain can be moved. And so the head of that area said, I'm going to give you three days to find someone among you to move that mountain or every Christian will be killed that does not convert to Islam. It's in Marco Polo's journal. I read it myself. And so the three days went by, the church prayed, and they found a, a, a peddler, a cobbler who made shoes, Christian. And uh, they seemed to feel the Spirit of God was on him. He was blind in one eye, and he was a little bit overzealous. He read the scripture that if you look upon a woman to lust in your eye, it causes you lust in your heart. And he put his eye out. Now, let me tell you something. I thank God for this dispensation, repentance, or there'd be a lot of blind men in here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Pastor Edlin reminded me, and women. Good one. Praise God. Well, they went out, the Christian church in Baghdad went out to the mountain and the man was surrounded by the soldiers of the sheikh and the imam was there and he lifted his finger, Marco Polo said, and everyone was astonished as they saw the mountain begin to move back. Somewhat over a mile. Within recent history, the United States Army was in Iraq. I don't know if you heard about it. It had a little dust up there. But they came out when they were doing the surveys. They said the mountain outside of Baghdad, there must have been a massive earthquake. For it showed in their surveying that it had moved one mile back. And Marco Polo's journal he didn't say a mile I said that because I've read both reports 
but it was verified a few years ago that a certain mountain was moved from where it was to where it is now, a little over one mile. Now, I don't believe Marco Polo made it up, and I don't believe that the U.S. Army's geographical surveyors made it up. I believe there's something in our words that when we're hooked into God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. And so in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, to speak under the anointing, the word was naba, and it means to speak under a divine unction. Well, that unction hasn't lessened in this day. If anything, it's intensified. But could it be possible that we're not functioning in the prophetic gift as much and as strong as God would have us to do? It doesn't mean you wait till you come to church either, because you can prophesy unto God and it edifies your own self. Call it praying, if you will. Some people use the word prophesy but really what you're doing, you're praying to God with a divine unction and it goes up to heaven and the spirit that searches the hidden parts of the heart is bringing revelation and you can pray things through by the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.